0: Welcome to the family with
1: Alex Brampernard Rasmussen, co host Catherine Brant,
0: and Andy Brampernard. We are good to go. Got a special guest coming up in about a minute from now. Kostaki will also be on the second half of the show, so looking forward to that. Kostaki, that football season's kicking into high gear.
1: Yay. I'm going to the game on Saturday.
0: Oh, you are, that's right. Very excited. That's their final preseason game, right? Very excited.
1: I Is it?
0: believe. I think it's their yes. final preseason game. Anybody know? <clears throat> <laughs> I, do not. I have no idea Stumped. who they're playing.
1: I'm trying to remember. I know I, I looked it up. I looked it up.
0: I used to know all these things all the time, yeah, and now did. I don't know any it's of it anymore. The
1: Cardinals. <clears throat> I was gonna s- no Cardinals. No. Yes, Cardinals. Oh, Arizona. Um, Arizona. I was gonna say Cardinals, and then I was like, you maybe I'm yourself. wrong, no. so I didn't say. That's Cardinals. all right. <sighs> it all
0: works out in the end, in any case. So it yeah. Does. So you're Usually. going to the game. Do you know where you're sitting?
1: Uh, yeah, so I always, Dan gets, he shares season tickets with his uncle and his brother. So they each go to one preseason game or something, and then four, three, home something. I don't know. Um, and <laughs> I sit right around the 50-yard line <laughs> of the opponent's side.
0: Oh, that's not bad. They're
1: really good seats.
0: They're really good seats, really absolutely. Good seats.
1: I like them a lot. And there's no good, question. There's good food near where we go. There's a, what is good food? At the stadium, you know your hot dog. Your uh, no, I'm just kidding. There's um, I'm trying to remember what it is that I get because at the Twins game I always get an Indian bowl. A uh,
2: Indian very Lake delicious. Is place oh. you can take what is it life. that
1: I get? I haven't been
3: to a game, stands. in I don't even know how many
1: years. Dan always gets in a while. chicks. Oh, Kmart is good. It's right. Kamar-chick. There's one right good by stuff. our seats, and there's uh, a <clears throat> drink thing. You know, water, whatever, that never has, like, too long of a line. Nice. It's a good good setup. Nice.
0: Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest?
4: Uh, We're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries.
0: And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if I'm hanging out with
4: you. Maybe. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open... It's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender.
5: We have Chris on the line. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: Chris Parsons, our very special guest. The book, The Happy, Healthy Marriage Reset Using Sincerity to Erase uh, Relationship uh, Baggage and Restore the Love. Now, Chris, I I have to tell you up front that this show, um, my wife is on the show, our son is on the show, and our daughter's on the show. So it's the four of us, it's a family podcast. We're all married. So, Chris, I would like you to tell my wife when I ask these questions that she can't answer any of them. What do you think?
2: <laughs> what? Uh, you, you can tell her. <laughs> you ah, can tell her. I'll give diplomatic. you an example. I like
0: it. I'll give you an example of, of what Chris wrote in the book, The Happy Healthy Marriage Reset. Is your marriage everything you had dreamed it would be?
3: Everything I dreamed?
0: Did I dream <laughs> I told you, my Chris, relationship? I you, Chris. Here it comes, Chris. I never know
3: if I dreamed about my marriage (laughs) (laughs) being a certain way.
0: Oh, Tom, you're perfect.
3: You're a dream. You're a prince among men. Yes.
0: And no question about that. Uh, Or of hurts built up, you and your uh, spouse feel bitter and resentful toward each other, and maybe you're wondering if it will ever survive. The good news is a happy, healthy marriage can become a reality for you. I want to turn it over to Chris. i got to be honest with you. Catherine and I have known each other for 43 years. We've been married for 38 years. And overall, wouldn't you say, Catherine, it's pretty acceptable?
3: Most of the time, pretty acceptable. (laughs) So pretty
0: acceptable just most of the time, Chris. Look where I am already.
2: Well, uh...
0: (laughs) What should we do, Chris?
2: Thing that I've found is that there are five habits that allow bitterness and resentment to build in relationships. And that ends up looking one of two ways. One is emotional disconnection, withdrawing, you're living like roommates with very little, if any, emotional or physical intimacy. Um, and then the other way is it's toxic with lots of mean, critical, ugly words said. And for what you can do to change that dynamic uh, comes down to replacing five unhealthy habits with just a healthy way to express your feelings in a useful way that gets your spouse to care about how you feel because ultimately we all have one love language and that's to feel valued and appreciated. Mm -hmm. So when, when you express your feelings in a useful way, You get your spouse to care about how you feel and what you want. And that is really um, how you reset your marriage uh, or improve it if things are already good. You know, I think the biggest mistake that people make is they try to be okay with being unhappy rather than raising their standards, no longer willing to tolerate being unhappy, unfulfilled, unfulfilled feeling unloved, and uh, and then you've got to learn the skills of how to communicate and how to get on the same page so that you can reach that higher level of happiness and joy.
0: <clears throat> what do you think, Catherine? Are we on the same page?
3: I would say we're on the same page most of the time. It's interesting. We, I just had this conversation with you, Alex, about how... Um, you process things like your father. Yep. Where you talk, right? As external. soon as something happens, either yes. you, your emotions are right there. Talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. And I and your husband, Dan, um, are internal processors, and it takes us a while to figure out what it, exactly it is that we are either upset about or feeling. Yep. But by that time, you guys have gone Past it because you've already dealt yes. with it and talked about it to death. Mm-hmm. So then it's like when we're ready to talk about it, you guys don't want to talk about it anymore. Yep,
0: that's not true.
3: That is true. I'm always so what ready you- <laughs> to
0: talk. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so that's a little trickier, in my opinion, to try and balance that sort of situation.
1: Well, when I talk to you about it, I remember being like, we acknowledging that is the key, right? Yes.
2: So, yeah, and, uh, you know, the best way is to talk about it as soon as you feel it, and whether you, you know, it. it, it all human beings, um, the only way that we actually figure out how we feel is to get it out of us. Now, some of us might prefer to journal or, you know, think it through first, but ultimately, We hold on to those feelings until they are expressed and we let them out. And so if you need some time and some space to be able to process those feelings, that's okay. Take that time and that space and just tell your spouse how you're feeling and what you need. And, you know, uh, here's when I'll be ready to talk about this. But don't let it go and ignore it. Don't think it's too late. Why would I bother? Um, because those hurts do not go away on their own. They build and build and build them if you don't address them.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, one thing I will say, Chris, about my marriage, Kath, like I said, Kath and I have been married for 38 years, been together for 43 years. There's no, like, you know, king or queen of the household at our house. It's not, I'm the king of the mansion, or you're the queen of the castle. Or, I mean, we both, what's that look She's giving me a look, Chris. He get a
1: castle, and he just gets an mansion. <clears throat>
3: oh, okay. So the- yeah. <laughs> lucky, what do you think of that?
1: Lucky you, you, you know.
0: But no, you, it's not like well, I have to do whatever Catherine says. Catherine has to do whatever I say. We don't have that kind of marriage. Wouldn't you agree?
2: Yeah, I think
3: lots of. Oh, I, I what? <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were addressing. Our
0: what? Guest. No, we can we move on to Chris. This is okay. his time. So yes. absolutely.
2: Yeah, I think there's lots of different models that can work, um, and really, it's about having that open line of communication of saying how things make you feel and what you want without a demand or an obligation, but just that, that gives your spouse context so that they can take your feelings and desires into consideration, um, that... Allows you to be on the same page. And then whatever page works for you as a couple is whatever page works. I don't think mm-hmm. there's only one model that works for people.
0: No, I think that's absolutely right. And one of the things I will say, and it's been this way for 43 years, is every night I tell Catherine I love her. I give her a kiss good night and a hug good night. And then I, of course, have to stop and pet the dog because if I don't pet him, he gets very angry that I gave her affection and not him. So there you go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how it is. But no, Catherine wow. and I tell each other we love her every day. We hug and kiss all the time. Um, you know, we, we hang out a lot together. Uh, are we just, are we unusual or is that, is that norm and the, the people have all the trouble? Is that the unusual
2: part? of people are not very happy or fulfilled in their marriage, unfortunately. Uh, I wish that wasn't the case, and and that's what I'm here for, is to change that. But a lot of people are ignoring and sticking their head in the sand um, for very serious issues that need to be addressed, um, and they are you know, even if things look okay on the surface, you know, you would never know from their Facebook page or even from, you know, being around them that uh, they feel hurt, that their spouse doesn't care about them, they feel invisible, you know, all these things. Um, And, you know, it's it's not about, there's a lot of people, I'm not saying that you're doing this, but there's a lot of people who have that daily affection and the kissing and the I love you, even, you know, the physical intimacy, but it's it's a mask. It's something that they're doing because they think they're supposed to do it, Uh-oh. and the feeling and the desire is not genuine.
3: That's interesting, because we, yeah. you know, I think everybody's known a couple that were, you know, always holding hands and always seemed so happy, and then all of a sudden they're getting a divorce, and you're like, what? You guys are the... You mm-hmm. look like the happiest people you've ever met in a relationship, and then, you know, then everything's falling apart. It's kind of surprising.
2: Yeah. A lot of people are pretending to be happy, and we can get so good at that that we, we uh, trick ourselves into believing it, uh, even though deep down we know. And then something happens, and, and all these problems that we've been ignoring just come to the, the surface. And if you don't have the skills for how to deal with those things, then uh, that's when people end up getting divorced or is, finding out their spouse had an affair or whatever.
3: Right. Is it is it always just a communication issue or is it also, it seems to me that when people first get married, now that I've got decades of experience of being married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, a lot of times it's a power like there's just right. a power play. Who's right. going to be in charge? <clears throat> who who gets yeah. to yeah, who gets to always have their way and uh, the other person has to be um constantly on the guard because bits of their selves is just being taken away in as you figure out how to be a couple. Yeah.
2: There's a thousand different problems in marriages, sure. but communication is always an, an absolutely essential part of the solution and it's about it's not just about communicating but it's about expressing your feelings in a useful way that gets your spouse to care about them and so if you feel like you're being you know uh run over and your needs and wants and feelings aren't important then you have to learn how to communicate your needs and feelings and wants in a way that gets your spouse to care about them because <clears throat> I've never seen where one person is just evil and and awful and terrible without the other spouse enabling this behavior. Yeah, and so it's about you know taking a stand for yourself that your feelings matter just as much as your spouse's, um, and so then you two can work together to figure out the solution to that right? It doesn't mean that one person can't be in charge. I see lots of relationships where that does work, but it never works where one person doesn't feel valued and acknowledged and appreciated for what they bring as a human being to the marriage, not just what they do, but who they are.
0: That makes perfect sense. It does. No no question about that. See, I think a big part of that also for us, Chris, we're talking to Chris Parsons about his book, The Happy, Healthy Marriage Reset, using sincerity to erase relationship uh, baggage. You know what I'm talking about. Restore the love, which is a great thing. Um, One thing I should mention, Chris, is the fact that this is not just about Catherine and me either. One of the reasons that Catherine and I have such a great marriage is because, as I said, our son's on this show, our daughter's on this show. Yesterday and Saturday, we spent time at the pool with the entire family. Catherine, Andy, his wife, his son, Alex, her husband, her two children, and me. We spent the entire weekend together going to the pool or doing this, doing that. The family part of it, how does that enter into? It's not just the marriage. It's the family that's every bit as important as the marriage, don't you think?
2: Absolutely. I think, you know, it's it's about having balance in all things. And, uh, you know, a lot of people make the mistake of prioritizing their kids uh, and their role as either a mom or a dad over their marriage, um, which then hurts the marriage, and that ultimately hurts the kids. And so it's it's finding balance, balance between work and home, balance between – Spouse and kids, you know, we need all these things. But when we exclude one, uh, then the others suffer.
3: Yeah, th- I, I agree with that. But when you do have a sm- some like small children that are going through a phase, a very very difficult phase, it's hard to balance. It is hard to balance everything.
2: Yes, everything's always easier said than done, right? (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. And so we have four young kids. Uh, My oldest is 10. My youngest is three. And so I can certainly relate (laughs) to that. Yes. Um, And it's again, it's just about having the skills um, so that you know what you can do. And there's things that are out of your control. There's things that are in your control. You focus on what can I control, what can I do to improve this situation. Um, and uh, ultimately, we all make choices and we all have priorities. And you just want to make sure that your time, your energy, and your money is invested according to uh, your priorities, because if you say that your marriage is a priority, but you don't make time for it, you don't invest energy into it, you don't give it the nutrients that it needs to grow and thrive, um, then what you say is important to you, your showing isn't important to you.
0: God, I love this whole thing. I I really do. I know we only got about two minutes left, Chris, but I I, I just, I was thinking again more about the, the family from Catherine and me down to the... The grandchildren, uh, Andy brought his son, who's uh, about, what is he, 20 months old? 21. Now, 20, 21 months old now, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he was running around the pool the entire day. He calls Catherine Nana, and he calls his father Dada, of course. So all day he'd be going, Nana, Dada, Nana, Dada. He'd run back and forth. And then once in a while he would come over and stick his arms up in the air so I would pick him up and hold him. For about 30 seconds to 60 seconds, yep. and then I, I, I would put him down again. I mean, that's, that's three generations of showing love to one another, isn't it?
2: It is, and I love that. That's amazing. Uh, I'm so happy for you guys that you have that.
0: And then Alex's kids are here today, her 7-year-old daughter, her 5-year-old son. Uh, they both came in. The first thing they did was give well, actually, the 7-year-old girl, Fawn, gave me a dirty look first. And then she gave me a big hug. So she does that once in a while. She's a smart aleck. You know what I'm she saying? Is. But no, that's, that's the whole. I think that I couldn't believe we did have a good marriage unless we looked at our son and our daughter and on our daughter and son's children. It's three generations old now, and it's really solid, very, a, a ton of love. And it's not that fake love deal either. We actually really, really care about one another, which, uh, Chris, I got to tell you, what a blessing. I'm telling it's wonderful
2: the most important part of a joy-filled life. Um, nothing matters more uh, in terms of the amount of fulfillment and the sense of meaning that anyone will get out of life, um, but family. That's what it's all about.
0: No question. Are you going to go on the road uh, and, and do some, uh, some book stuff?
2: Uh, I don't think so. It's, uh, you know, mostly all online and phone interviews, and uh, I'm enjoying it.
3: Well, he's, got, he's got little kids under 10. He can't go. Anywhere.
0: <laughs> That's right. He can't go on the road. That's exactly right. I forgot about that. Well, I was just going to invite you in studio. If you're ever in town, you've got to come in the studio, Chris. But thank you for your time. We appreciate the call. And, and I hey, just even talking about this makes you, you feel even better about your family, which is something I love.
2: Yeah, and I think we can all improve. You know, uh, it's it's about learning, growing, and improving daily. That's all there is. Was- um, and when something's important to you, you you take the time and the energy, and you focus on it. And so, I'd like to just tell everybody: if you want to get a copy of the book, you can do that at my website www dot com, which comes with the free audiobook, or you can get the paperback version on Amazon.
0: You can indeed. Chris Parsons, thank you so much for your time. We all feel better about ourselves because uh, we're trying to follow the rules, and I guess we're doing a pretty good job. So thanks for making us feel better, Chris. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a good day. Chris Parsons, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I, I think I don't see a lot of other families like ours. I mean, some that pretend to be, but you see what? a lot. Pretend, pretend
3: <clears throat> what to be, be like us. About? Hmm.
0: No, 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 I just mean. You go to
3: the pool. There's all kinds of uh, families there.
0: Well, I know, but I mean, our families, are, our families.
3: Our family's better.
0: <laughs> our family's better. That's exactly <laughs> what, what I was going to say. say like I'm us. just here to tell you they're not like us because we're better. That's exactly wow. what I'm saying. Well. <clears throat> no, so I.
3: Said the quiet part out loud. <laughs> I hope
0: that Alex and Andy do understand when we go. Like this whole weekend, we were together. You know, uh, Andy and his family on Saturday, and Alex's family's there too. And then Alex's family yesterday. Um, I, I can't even tell you what that means. Your kids come over and hug me when they get here today, yesterday, or Saturday, excuse me. Uh, Ethan running around, throwing his arms up, getting hugs from people, mm-hmm. or uh, Nana, Nana, you know, Dada, Nana, Dada. It was phenomenal.
3: It's, it's interesting because I, I grew up, you know, my parents, I mean, we did stuff together when all of us were little. Mm-hmm. Um, after everybody had grandchildren, every you no, know, that wasn't so much the case. But because mm-hmm. um, I mean, they had five kids. There's no way you can spread yep. yourself amongst so many grandchildren in different states and yeah, that's the other thing. Equitable. equitable.
5: People moved all over the place yeah. too.
3: Yeah, and um, you grew up with a very disinterested, disengaged father. No doubt. <clears throat> and. This it, it's interesting because most of the time, when you do have a father that or a parent who is disengaged and disinterested, that's how you grow up to be with your family. Yeah, a lot of them do,
0: and I and I decided as a little boy I would never do. Well, and that.
3: that's probably because your mother yep kept the family.
0: And my grandmother. My mother's mother, my grandma, Minnie, was great, too. Very yeah. loving.
3: Which is, like I said, I mean, people fall into the same generational traps a lot of times. Yeah. Well, abuse, alcoholism, drug abuse, whatever. Fatherless children, motherless children, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that you went the other way.
0: I dreamt of it the whole time. When I was a little, little boy, for I think six, seven years old. I always said I'm not going to be have one of those families where we don't care about one another and I'm going to be this and you're going to be that and blah, blah, blah. I wanted a very loving family because I got love from my mother and my sister and, you know, my brothers. That's
3: interesting because <clears throat> I, I know several women, women especially, that grew up in a large family and were some of the oldest children in the family and ended up having to be very responsible for... Little siblings, and they never had children. They're like, I'm not gonna. Oh, really? I already went through all of this child rearing stuff. I don't yeah. want to do it again. Yeah, which is also <clears throat> a, that's kind of tragic. Yeah, to me that you're just gonna forsake having children on your own terms forsake. because of having to have so many responsibilities from a young age.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I did observe, and I'm not trying to take shots here at anybody, but I observed my older siblings, how they handled it, and I just was not about to handle it that way. I mean, I can tell people, people know this, that my oldest brother and oldest sister haven't talked to me in 25 years. I don't know why, but they just they haven't talked to me in a quarter of a century, both of them. And I, I did look at them when I was younger and see the way they handled things, and I went, well, that's not the way I would do it. You know, And I don't know, Vicki was very helpful with that. My sister that's just older than me. She was always very, very helpful with that whole thing and watching out for me. I mean, she was five feet tall as a little kid. She weighed about 80 pounds. And if anybody bothered me, she'd stand right in front of me with her fists up in the air. It's like, you're going is... to pick on my brother? I can't
3: imagine I'll... Vicky being <laughs> off. I know. I'm like, oh, I know. Not I, here I, for I, 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 I just can't. <laughs> yeah. She's like the most mild-mannered, nice person you've ever met. She is yeah. very pleasant. <laughs> she is not a... Although, I mean, Fawn can get into it if she needs to. Defend oh, herself she's... or oh. somebody. Yeah.
1: She's not exactly mild-mannered.
3: This is true.
0: <laughs> well either is sage you got to point she, that out Oh yeah, to you.
1: my kids both are, know yeah. themselves they're feisty
0: know thyself feisty. that's it um i i just <laughs> what do you think the percentages of of families in america now that get as long as get along as well as we do
1: i would have no clue yeah. no.
0: So and i mean question. we don't exactly
1: i mean don't we have our issues well you got
0: issues of course you yeah, do it's
1: not like we're always just yeah. oh, everybody's always getting along and there's never any That's problem not what there's I'm plenty saying. of I'm talking about bickering and I can't stand you And
0: there's never any I can't stand you in the family mm. among the four of us <laughs> No. I've never seen I can't stand you.
1: Maybe we keep
3: it away from you. Yeah,
0: maybe you keep it away from me, which you should. Well, no, Alice
3: can't stand me when she's pregnant. <clears throat> she hates my guts when she's pregnant. She's like, Don't talk to me, don't look at me. I don't know. I can't what stand it is you. And I can't when I'm stand the
1: smell of Dan when I'm pregnant either. You can't come within five feet of me when I'm pregnant. Right, there you I don't go. know what it is. It I just know. It's just how it is. And I also, I smell horrible when I'm pregnant. It's such a magical time. It's
0: really a good time
1: <laughs> in your
2: life.
0: Such a magical
1: time. For so many other people. Oh. I understand. I
3: know. <laughs> I know. I, I was not gracious. good at being pregnant either. Good that gracious. It was a hard thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I relate.
0: I want to go back to this, I hate you. No, I, nobody oh, ever I said, said that. I, said
3: I hate you? What
0: you said. I
3: can't stand I said I you as different than you. I hate you. I
0: can't stand you as every bit as bad as I hate
3: you. No. No. Not in my book.
1: Yesterday, I couldn't stand Sage. Yeah, Sage was a pain in the ass.
0: Oh, head. I that kind of happens.
1: But I couldn't stand him. He was just being so, well, he was so tired from the day before because he played in a golf tournament that he had to be at at 7.55 in the morning, and he usually doesn't <clears> wake up until 7.30. So he had to wake up early, played in a golf tournament, went to the pool, <clears throat> played more golf, because he's obsessed the pool with again. golf, swam again. So he was out of the like house a from day. 7 a.m. until we got home at, I don't know, 5.30. 5.30. I think, 530. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like out doing stuff. And so yesterday <clears throat> he was tired. And when Sage gets tired or he's getting sick, he becomes really whiny. And I was really tired because I was in the pool for five hours on Saturday, swimming, and Fawn and I did synchronized routines and all these things. (laughs) And then, so I was exhausted, not exhausted, but I was tired, and it was just like, I was hot, and I was like, I just want to sit for a minute. And he was just whining and whining and whining. So I could not stand him yesterday. Dan came up to me, and he's like, what's going on? And I was like, "Sage, (laughs) whines one one more time. time. I'm going to drive away. (laughs) Far, far away. And he was like, I got him. I got him. <laughs> I was like
5: Yeah, we've had to do that several yeah, times. I'm like,
1: I can't Yeah, divide and conquer sometimes. Yeah, there's sometimes
3: and that's not that for just, just the child. It's for the parent's sanity. Yep. Sometimes totally. it's just you gotta get away from the whining. And
1: I mean some people like Dan is triggered more by Fawn being sassy. Like mm. he that really gets to him and he is just uh. like she's being so disrespectful and I'm like, It's because of XYZ and no it's not good, but like then you being like sassy to her isn't the way to deal with her sassiness you know and so i get triggered by whining and Dan gets triggered by sassiness yeah the one thing I, I will tell you about too. sage what?
0: i sat in observance yesterday he knows how to work you and dan like there's no tomorrow of
3: all kids know <laughs> how to work <laughs> <laughs> they really do. yeah i know i he, ca- when so he, he was yeah you he asked I you know. for something you said no he Instantly just marches no, over to Dan three feet away this and is, asks for
1: this. Is what, thing. This is what happened. He had already had an Italian ice lemonade thing. Yes. Frozen thing, yeah. He just went up to the counter and got it without asking, can I yes. have this? He just got it. That's and I was correct. like, whatever, who cares? It's the last days of summer. YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> and so we ate it, and then Fawn got one and didn't like it. And then Dan ate it, and she asked if she could get an ice cream, like a drumstick kind of thing. Well, And, and she's like,
3: been doing a lot of ordering things and not liking them. Yeah, yeah. She Ice has, cream sandwich. Sure.
1: No, I don't like it. <laughs> 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 it's yes. like, oh, yeah, yoi. She did like the <laughs> drumstick, though. Yes. Now we She know did she like the drumstick. So drum I stick. let her get a drumstick, <laughs> and I was like, this is the last thing that you were ordering. If you don't like it, you just don't like any of the ice cream treats at either of the pools. And you just need to know that and mm-hmm. move on. And... So she ordered it, and then Sage was like, well, why does she get one? And I was like, well, you already had an Italian ice. He's like, well, I want ice cream. And then he just asked me probably 173 times Yep, <laughs> if you could have an number, ice cream. That's an exact number, by the way. And I looked at him, and I said, <clears throat> if you ask me one more time for an ice cream, I need to leave. <laughs> and then immediately he walks over to Dan <laughs> and goes, <Yeah>. Dada. <laughs>
0: And he got like, his ice cream oh cone. Oh, my
1: gosh. But Dan was like, you have to eat some lunch, and you need to wait a few minutes, and you need to stop whining, and then we will talk about it. But I just was like in no headspace to be able to deal with. I was just like, I'm tired, and it's hot, and leave me alone.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, you cannot stand your kids and love them 100%. very
1: much. Yes. So, you can't, yeah, it's not a I hate you, it's a I can't stand you. Right.
0: It it's not I hate time. you, it's yeah. I can't it stand you. You,
3: all you
0: think that all not, not
1: being able to handle
3: somebody's crap is the same thing as not loving them, Tom?
0: No, 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 that's okay. not what I'm saying at all. I, I'm just saying that he, <laughs> Sage knows how to work his mother and father like.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, he tries to work old. us, but we are, I mean, we're wise to him.
0: I don't know. He got his ice cream cone. That's I know. All but Dan I know. made
1: him. He had, it wasn't like he went over to Dan and Dan was like, okay, buddy, like right away.
0: we in.
1: That would have been him working us. But he was like, you have to eat more of your lunch and you need to just stop whining for a few minutes and leave your mother alone. Leave he, your mother his alone. Those were terms. And then he was like, and then you
3: can Yeah, get there's a certain tone when your kids... Whenever anybody's kids, my you guys, when you were kids, there's a yes. certain whiny, high-pitched tone yeah. that just like I can't mm-hmm. do it. Yes. <laughs> you have yes. to stop whining.
1: Yeah, and anytime yeah. Sage is having a hard time with something or tired or getting sick, he's super whiny. And anytime Fawn is having a hard time with something, tired or sick, she gets really sassy.
0: Sassy. And I not funny.
1: And I don't have a problem with the sassiness. I mean, it's not. I obviously, I'm like, we can't. Have the, this is not how we talk to each other or whatever but I know how to talk to her about it because whenever she's sassy I'm like she just needs some quiet one-on-one time and then it goes away which can't happen all the time no because it's like we're doing stuff and whatever but it's like you know there's a whole thing about parenting is when your children are acting the worst it's when they need you the most type thing I mean for little kids yeah, it's when they sense. need you to just be calm and understanding <clears throat> as much as possible because they're just dealing with something
3: yes and then we've got Ethan going through his t- almost terrible two stages it's, oh, yeah, I think it's called the
1: tender twos Mom. he's there already <laughs> tender, two.
3: <laughs> tender twos that's <laughs> but right we've we reframed have, everything haven't we
0: we've gotten lucky in the fact that voted worst father of the year Kostaki's with us now
6: <laughs> those twos are terrible don't, don't let them fool you yeah.
3: You know, I, I told Andy, though, I said, you know, if he goes through it big time at two, you're going to get away with not having the
1: effing force. Here's the <laughs> thing. Here's the thing. Okay. You either get a really difficult baby, Sage. Yeah. A really difficult two-year-old. Neither of my kids are bad at two. No. Or a really difficult, like, either three or four.
4: Fawn was really difficult. You have to have. Fawn was really difficult.
1: So, so at basically,
5: four. at some point in the first four years, they have a bad phase. A yep, year. absolutely.
1: Yeah. You're not going to get like, away with it. What is your problem?
5: Yeah, that's yeah. Ethan right now. <laughs> yes.
3: Or I have heard my child was a perfect angel, and then, and then
5: they
1: hit thirteen. Yes. Ooh, ooh, oh well, that, every kid <laughs>
5: becomes a dickhead at thirteen. Yes. I was. Oh well, <laughs>
1: it's just a how delight. it goes.
0: And tell him his, his guy Tom sent you.
6: Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Well,
0: look who's here. Did you miss me, big ticket? Like an open sore Mrs. Carmex, man. Seriously, Doug, where have you been? I'm running flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin. The fireworks capital just 15 minutes east of the St. Croix? That's the place anyway i've come up with some marketing slogans you know to put us on the map read these and let me know what you think okay (coughs) flagship Ford, drive a lot save a little flagship ford you think you hate it now wait till you drive it flagship ford the largest ford dealership in baldwin wisconsin flagship ford where the cows are nervous (coughs) flagship ford there is no ship but we actually do literally have a flag awesome huh read this it's my favorite Flagship Ford, white cars for... Oh, hell no, I'm not reading that. You've been day drinking again? Maybe. The point is, buying a car should be fun and make you giggle a little bit. This is a great store I'm really proud of. You can check us out at FlagshipFord.com or email me directly at Doug at FlagshipFord.com. FlagshipFord.com. And now to lighten the moment, here's (laughs) Kostaki with some NFL news
6: hey guys yeah yeah i'm I'm with you by the way on the whining that's i mean sassy i can deal but whining
3: i know you just want to
1: cry absolutely (laughs) and it doesn't (laughs) get to me every time but when i'm just like tired and having my own like i just want to lay down in a dark room yeah and i get whined at i am like yeah (laughs) yeah
6: yeah. (laughs) i'm with you well i'm calling you guys from la we got hurricanes oh and-
3: yeah how's it going i heard palm springs and- is flooding and all kinds of I, stuff
6: it's it's what it's like a sketch here it's like i didn't even need the umbrella most of the time it's like i get these alerts on my phone like hide cover you know, and then know. never go out unless it's in a i look out the window and it's like
3: yeah. yeah, we've been getting the same thing in it's Minnesota. Hard. It's either an air alert or a heat index alert, or there's some sort of alert. There's I don't, always... I don't like living with all the, yeah, of these of alerts. alerts. There's been a lot of alerts because people are going to stop paying attention to them. Yep. When there's really
5: nothing. Literally going on. every time I open I my phone a, and look a, at the weather app, it's an alert. Yeah. It's like, well, do I even care at this point? No.
6: That's the first thing I thought of. Like, it's irresponsible to, you know,
5: mm-hmm. if,
6: if there's nothing happening, and the earthquake one too. Like, I literally, I got I looked at my phone and I'm like duck and cover, hide under a table, there's a thing. And it was like nine minutes ago. I'm like, well, that's not oh. really helpful.
3: <laughs> <laughs> How did I miss that I missed earthquake. It, I guess.
6: I didn't know.
3: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem to be a very productive system.
6: No. And no. then, of course, we have a strike going on. You know, the whole God. world is shut down here.
5: Mm-hmm. Right.
6: Uh, L.A. is very weird. There's a strike against artificial intelligence. You get artificial breasts, lashes, lips, foreheads, cheekbones, and asses, but you draw the line of intelligence? <laughs>
5: well, that's because those things get you jobs, they don't take your <laughs> jobs. Yeah. Uh That's oh, for... Fawn! Did you come to say hello to Uncle Kostaki? Well,
3: she just
1: She's came to like, make a I face. I don't even know who that guy is.
3: What no. are you talking? About him? Uncle Kostaki. That's Kastocki.
1: not cool. It's always so weird when you do this. Oh, settle
0: <laughs> down! For God's sake, get it. Everybody in my neighborhood was Uncle This and Uncle That. Yeah,
1: I. are we in your neighborhood? Yes, yeah, <laughs> because I
0: brought I it. Right yes, because right I brought it with Ooh, you. Oh,
1: sassy! Is she tired?
0: <laughs> exactly. Does she need one on uh, one yeah. time? Does she need <laughs> a little, little pillow? You me get your pillow.
1: A That would be great. God, I'd love that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking anymore. Forget it. I'm out of the mix. I can't
3: stand
0: you. <laughs> oh, God. What a wonderful, uh, wonderful place to be. Uh, so, Kostaki, I did notice one thing that the Vikings yeah. are not going to allow their starters to play one second of any of the preseason games. Um. Oh, really? No, they haven't played one. Second. Well, they
1: don't want them to get hurt. Well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, but
0: other teams have got their starters in there. Some of them well, for a for a while.
3: They? Oh,
0: yeah. The Vikings. Yeah, it's a delicate
6: them. balance, right?
0: Yeah, I suppose it is. Do you have anybody in mind? Is there one team out there right now that's that's far superior to all the others?
6: There's, you know there's a handful of teams that look really good i mean mm-hmm. i mean it's a little cliche because we just saw them in Super Bowl but the Eagles and the chiefs are two of the best teams right. easily they, in fact the Eagles got significantly better in the offseason so uh those would be the two and and then of course on the AFC side there's there's another maybe seven teams that could get to a Super Bowl um there's some really good teams and some great quarterback play in, in that conference so well, you know you never know that's why we watch the games. there's always surprises it's always great like this team's good this team was terrible how'd that happen i you know. know
0: yeah you're right you think anything's going to happen with the jets and aaron Rodgers?
6: i do i think that team's good i think the team was good okay. before rogers came, and they added dalvin cook and they added a bunch of other stars so i you know they've got emerging young kids and they've got a good coach and I think the Patriots are going to be distant fourth place in that oh,
0: division. God, that's, it's so that's... weird to hear, isn't it, after all those years? Uh,
6: love it. My <laughs> I Dream love come it. True. I love the Where's fact I suck. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Michael when I could torture him? Uh, yeah, I, you know, it's all fun to watch. That's why we watch.
0: It is true. We got uh, the season starting in what, two weeks from now, right?
6: Yeah, I guess that's right. It's pretty close. God,
0: it is getting close. We've got our baseball team. Six games up in first place. The football season starts in two weeks. This is one of my favorite times of the year because you got baseball, you got football, you're thinking about basketball, that getting started at a college level. I've never been a professional. Well, I was a professional basketball fan for the Celtics back in the day, but I've never been a huge Timberwolves fan. They just, they never win. I cannot support a team that has never won.
6: Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) Believe me.
0: <laughs> you understand? You understand it being in Atlanta, from Atlanta. Yes, it's true. I do understand that, but you know, it's this is my favorite sports part of the year: the end of baseball, the beginning of football, uh, some yeah. college basketball.
6: I uh, like the month because it really gears up in terms. Because I'm I'm basically football only, but the news cycle is all. It's so much football. Yeah. Now. And you get all these weird stories that this just happened. Saints tight end Jimmy Graham was arrested after he was found wandering in traffic. Oh, what? God. Yeah. Jimmy Graham. He's too old to play football. He should run for president. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Am I right?
0: Am I right? <laughs> was he 90? It'd
3: be an improvement over what we have.
6: In football, he's 36.
0: <laughs> we, honest to God, are going to have to probably find a third person because it's boy, if the, if the public gets their way, both Biden and Trump are going to be in prison for the rest of their lives. Oh
6: uh, like, my God. Well I've, wow. well, I've said this before. Like, in the old days in the Cold War, the Americans and the Russians would occasionally have, they would have these meetings and treaties, mm-hmm. and they would decommission their old warheads. Yes. Can we just do that with our candidates? We, each party's like, all right, we're giving up on the one old guy. Let's start over from here and I agree. see what happens.
0: Well, it'd be pretty weird, because... Biden is in his 80s already, right? He's he's 80 or 81, something like that?
3: He's only 81. He looks like he's 100.
0: He doesn't. He and does. Trump, I think, is like 77
5: or 78 or something like that. See, Joe Biden right. is 80. He's 80. Wow. He and just Trump turned. Is... Oh, he's about to turn 81 in November. There you go. Terrible. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> so Donald Trump is 77. Just turned 77. There you guys wow. Nailed it. a Nailed thought. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, they're, I don't know.
3: Yeah, they're up there.
0: So, one or the other, to tell you the truth, if they got elected, they'd want to be 82 and the other one to be 79? <laughs>
6: Jeez.
5: Yeah. That's yeah. getting up there.
6: That's, yeah.
5: Sh- that's just the too old.
6: start long. four years, right. Actually, the, the four-year term doesn't start for a few months.
5: Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. So, I mean, yeah. it's just... So, Biden would be almost 90 by the time he got out of office if yeah. he got elected again. That's like that's just too much
3: i mean i too loved old. my dad but i, I, I he was in more. no shape to be the president when he was in yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's> exactly <laughs> accurate
1: that's exactly right nope. so Not the oh, idea of kid.
5: joe biden 90 years old going up to the podium alexa what's the temperature outside <laughs> yeah. oh
3: <my> gosh. alexa <laughs> what's the temperature inside
5: what's the temperature <laughs> in the oval office right now <laughs> Talking to Alexa all day.
3: Alexa, yeah. could you please do a speech? Write a speech yeah. for me. Oh yeah, with AI. Actually, yeah, yeah. actually I I'll probably
5: like... could soon. Yeah. Have a no hologram. Kidding. You know, hey, by that.
6: the way, this is a real thing I did this week. I've, I've been hearing all this stuff about AI and mm-hmm. I've been reading about it, I've been fascinated. You know, it's a big part of the strike that's happening here. Sure. <laughs> so I went to chat GPT and I said, Write a football joke. Ready for this?
5: Oh, oh I'm ready. Mm.
6: Why did the football player bring string to the game? Because he wanted to tie up the score. Oh, okay.
3: Ew! Hey, it sounds like a kid I know so they're
6: like awful. I they, I had him do it like in several different ways over and over and over. None of them were good jokes.
5: Well, next time they try could, try write an original football joke.
6: You know what I did try, oh. which is interesting. Which oh yeah, totally, because all of these are they're first of all they're riddles.
5: Yeah, why did the football player cross the road it's It's a
6: question and then an answer and the answer always ends with an exclamation point Mm it sort of implies a rim shot like right, computer (laughs) take it easy Uh, but then I put in uh, write a joke in the style of Kostaki Economopoulos Oh. And it said, and it said, "Oh, writing a joke in the style of comedian Kostaki Kanablis." I'm like, "Oh my God, I've been scraped." That's the yeah, language you've now you're scraped. now you're on the
3: FBI I've list. Been mm-hmm. it
6: knows me. <laughs> and then, and I wasn't even asking for a football joke, and it was writing football jokes. Again, they weren't good, but it was interesting to see them. Just, yeah, there's something about it. Feels almost like it was, um, like they're written sure. by a non-native English speaker. Yeah. You know? oh. So I started reading them in the accent of Yakov Smirnoff. And I was my ass off.
0: What are happened to Yakov? <laughs> he's,
6: he's in Branson. Oh,
5: is he huh. really?
6: He's got like a full-time Branson theater
5: I situation. I did not know Uh-oh. that. Interesting. Oh, it's
6: the perfect ending to the story for him. Yeah. It makes perfect sense.
3: Well, <laughs> apparently with AI, you can you can input jokes that are yours and it can start learning your style you you like
6: right yeah
1: Mm yes
6: theoretically but again it doesn't this is the thing i was talking to someone who's knows a lot more about this universe than i do it can't really create something it can just mimic what it's already has and it's scraping
3: right, right right
6: but you know, there was a time when we didn't think that computers would ever beat humans at chess, and now they crush mm-hmm. them. That's right? true.
0: Yeah.
6: So these things are very, you know, we're, we're good at building machines that get better and better and better. So, but for now, my football joke writing job is safe. But, yes. <laughs>
3: Thank God. Job security.
2: <laughs>
6: Let's do some jokes written by a human, shall we? <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> This is true. Peyton Manning is returning to the University of Tennessee as a professor. What? Uh, for the first time, yeah, his head shape is going to match his job.
3: So that's good.
6: <laughs> Get it. Egghead. Get it. I, I hope ge- it's a geography class. The answer to every question will be Omaha.
0: Oh, Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. I remember that.
6: Yeah. Let's do a little quiz. You guys ready? Yep. No. Where, where does Warren Buffett live? Omaha? Omaha, right. Mm,
5: I Where got was it.
6: the ski lift invented? <laughs> Omaha. Omaha. Omaha, right. Where's the world's largest ball of stamps?
3: Omaha? Omaha. <laughs> Omaha.
6: Ball of stamps? What's the capital of Nebraska?
1: <laughs> mm. Omaha! Uh, nope,
0: it's no, it's not Lincoln. Omaha.
6: Dang it! Lincoln, Lincoln.
0: Lincoln Nebraska. I was
1: like, that's not right. <laughs> that I have family that right? lives in Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs>
0: oh, well... <laughs>
1: I was just used to saying <coughs> Omaha. Uh-huh. I got excited. <laughs>
0: That's why I said when he said right. that, I said, nope. Yeah.
6: But you're right, Tom. Aaron Rodgers is the star this year of hard knocks, right? So yep. it's, a big story. it's good to see that guy finally getting some attention. Thank God.
0: Yeah, he's never been begging for it his entire life. There's no question. Yeah, possible. right. <laughs> you, I mean, they got some good players on that team now. So you do think they're going to be pretty solid, huh?
6: I mean it sure looks like it. Uh, they were pretty good at the end of last year and they've improved dramatically since. So, you know, I mean obviously it all has to come together and sometimes when when we watch it doesn't. But uh it looks like they're going to be a good team. So, we'll see.
0: And what's the view uh, of the Vikings?
6: I think the Vikings are going to be good and not great again. Yeah, (laughs) sounds familiar. Semi sucky,
0: semi sucky only. Semi
6: sucky. Okay. But the the good news for them is Aaron's gone, and the division is ripe for the taking. Right?
0: Yeah, that's true. The division is not very good. That is absolutely true.
6: And that's the hope for me as a Falcons fan. Our our division is terrible right now. So
0: yay.
6: (laughs) Yeah,
3: I know. we 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 have hope.
0: That's all you need, man.
6: Division champs.
0: So, everything, do you have to get going? Me?
6: Yeah. Oh, I got a few minutes. You oh. trying to get rid of me, Tom?
0: No, it just said that you could only Something be on. It said you could only be on until quarter after 11 here uh, Central. <laughs> oh,
6: that's right. I know. I'm fine. I, I've actually, I'm going to go take a shower and do some stuff and have no, my no. podcast here. I have did... a new wall. Look at this. I painted the wall.
0: Oh, you did.
6: Very,
4: very it looks
0: really professional. Yes, it yeah. Yeah, well.
6: It's me and a five-year-old. If you if you get a chance to paint a wall with a five-year-old, don't. <laughs> no. Yeah.
0: Not pleasant. Not, not a pleasant experience, is that she what you was you're
6: actually Pretty pretty good. I was impressed that she took it seriously.
0: <laughs> that is a nice thing. You're absolutely right. No question about it. Not a, like I said, this is as far as sports are concerned, my favorite time of the year, because yeah. I, the things I said previously, it's. You know, you're going into, into fall and then winter and all the rest of it. So having some joy sliding
5: down the temperature oh, hill in Minnesota. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. Um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> although this week it's going to be in the hundreds. So It is going to be hundred. Yeah. It sure is. we going to be a
1: hundred in
6: Minnesota? Yep. It, it gets to a hundred every,
5: probably every other summer in Minnesota, I'd say. And it always has. It just oh, people, don't people don't realize we remember. probably have the biggest temperature swing.
1: Um, St. Paul is the capital right. that has go. the biggest temperature swings in all of the United States.
5: Yeah, we'll go from 100 in the summer to negative 20 in the winter. Worse than Grand Forks? Grand Forks doesn't get to 100, I don't think. Really? No, I don't think so. No, I, don't think so. I wouldn't well, imagine. It's good
3: with those Hops. winds coming no. from the west. Okay. No.
6: Yeah, it's a long way from the ocean, the moderating, yeah. <laughs> the moderating ocean. Right? Yeah,
5: it's about as... <clears throat> About as far as you can get. I think uh, someplace in South Dakota is actually like the farthest point on this entire continent from the ocean. So we're not that far away from the pole of inaccessibility, it's called.
1: Whole of inaccessibility. The things really? we learn when we are
5: on our own podcast. I
1: that, that, needs that needs
6: a rebrand.
1: Yeah, it's. <laughs> well, <I> mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, there
5: you go. That sounds remote and terrible.
3: Yeah, yeah. it does. It sounds really. Well, I think, that's I think
5: the it's point. designed that... to. Yeah. I think, well, I
3: think it is. I think it is terrible. I mean, it's all in <laughs> branding.
5: Probably for the first what, like hundred thousand years of human civilization, being close to the ocean was like the most important thing in the entire oh, world. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought it was sure. fresh water. I mean, can you imagine trying to live somewhere like, you know, Wyoming, South Dakota, Montana, a thousand years ago? Mm-hmm. How no. would you yeah. even have lived? Oh. It, it would have been very difficult. Although, to be fair, difficult. can you
6: imagine living in South Florida pre-air conditioning? Oh, God. Oh. Or Arizona? I'd rather
5: live in Montana a thousand years ago. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, At least true. it's like some cool...
6: I think that every time I'm in Florida, because I love Florida. I was born in Florida a lot of my early days with grandparents and spring breaks and fishing trips. I just have this, I love Florida, but can you imagine no air conditioning? I really
5: do wonder because it's like, you know, the Hemingway house, you know, he was in the Keys, blazing sun all the time, no air conditioning, probably no real sunscreen. How did, how do you do it? Do you just, like, sit he, in the table all day? He got drunk and
6: punched people in the face. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose. If you really drink enough, bar. you stop
5: being able to feel the heat.
6: I was in Key West this summer, and I had the same feeling. There were a couple of meets <laughs> where we were just, like... I don't I don't care what's in there. I'm going into this building that yep. has air conditioning
5: Absolutely. for
1: a few minutes. Mm-hmm. I, uh, my mother-in-law said that in the Keys, the ocean a couple of weeks ago was like 118 degrees. Oh,
5: that's fun. Yeah.
1: The ocean gets really hot when it's warm like that. But just, ugh. Well,
5: the Keys has like no <laughs> like a shade hot anywhere. Tub. And it's
3: also, yeah. um, it's right. it's very shallow up to the yeah, that yeah. islands yeah. yeah, in a lot of spots. Yeah, that's like a hot tub.
5: Yep. Gross, mm-hmm. but it's
6: magical too. It's
5: such a it fun is. you got to go, go in, in the winter. That's why yeah. all the then
3: fish head up smart. north. They
1: leave, yeah, they're I like, know, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> real. I don't really want to boil <laughs> alive. So,
0: Kastaki, how tall are you?
6: Um, six one plus Greek hair,
0: <laughs> six one plus Greek hair, <laughs> so six, that's, seven. We, that's six
1: seven. That's our semi annual question seven. of dad asking Kastaki that. <laughs>
0: no, I just want the reason I bring it up is did you go to the Hemingway house when you were there?
6: I walked by it. uh, I was drunk. (laughs) I walked by it. Well, Uh so So was he.
5: You paid tribute. (laughs)
6: Yeah, paying tribute to
0: Ernest by getting drunk. (laughs) Um, I didn't
6: go in, but I did. It was a really cool trip because I went with a friend of mine who had recently lived there for three years. Mm -hmm. So. It was so nice to have a guy just completely just take over and go oh we're going over here and we're going to get the conch fritters and then we're going to go over here and we're going to get mm-hmm. the key lime pie and we're going to go to breakfast here but there's always a line so then we go to this bar and have a drink while we're waiting and then they buzz us when they're like he had the whole thing laid out mm-hmm. it was awesome
5: a lot of That's bars nice. yes a
3: lot of- all right well a lot we need bars. that that itinerary because we might go back to the key west yeah. oh
6: so I, I loved it. And, and get yeah. out on the water. Do one of those trips where they take you out and you do the, you know, kayaking through the mango groves.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Andy, you went out on the, the ski, jet ski or whatever, didn't you? I sure did. I thought yeah, you did. Yeah, it was yeah. a little bumpy. What they didn't tell me was that having <laughs> two people on a jet ski reduces the handling by about 99%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and fantastic. this was my first time on a jet ski, so <laughs> I started right at hard mode. Yeah, you did. It would have been, would have been much more fun if we each had our own jet ski. I think, but they only had one left, so oh. we just shared one.
3: You should have made Melissa uh, oh. drive.
5: There we go. I don't know, <laughs> know. Yeah. better. hard to say.
3: You so do it, far. honey.
0: It's all true. Well, I'm telling you, we're looking forward to uh, the, the the NFL season with another season with Kostaki Economopoulos. That's all we uh. know
6: i'm excited thanks for having me guys It's always a pleasure to talk to you now i get to see you too what a bonus oh, i know i yeah. got
3: such a bonus
0: for, <laughs> for us or you that's what i want <laughs> See you
6: <laughs> for me for me you get to see each other all the time uh, yeah there you go <laughs> there you go kastaki uh, when,
0: when are you coming back the first week uh, of the season
6: i'm off one more week and then i'll, I'll be weekly through right. the super bowl
0: magnificent well we're actually awesome.
5: not <clears throat> on the first week of september Oh, because it's, oh, so it's Labor Day, Labor Day of you know
6: yeah. that. Look at Mr. Calendar knows it immediately. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Calendar, that's, that's who he him. is. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's we will talk to you on, I believe, now. what would be the third. Uh, oh, we could talk
6: about the first Vikings and Falcons win of the season, I guess.
0: <laughs> we yeah. could absolutely. It's
3: a possibility. <laughs>
6: Might
0: no question that. about I never it. Know. Kastaki, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks.
3: All right, see you guys. Soon. Bye. Thank you, sir. Gostaki
0: Konomopoulos. Does he? I don't know. Does he use quick
5: snaps anymore? I don't know if he knows, uses that title anymore or not.
3: Yeah, I thought so.
5: I, have I think he does. Absolutely no idea. Kostaki, I can still see you. Nod or shake your head. He, nope, he does not. Oh, he doesn't anymore. Okay. No more quick snaps. Okay. He's
3: rebranding.
5: He's rebranding. That's why I wanted to rebrand make
3: sure. all the time. You have to disrupt the system. You <clears> disrupt so often. Yep, absolutely.
0: Okay, we've been talking about this a little bit on this podcast, and the Wall Street Journal has a lead story this morning. The booming business of American anxiety.
5: Oh God! Yeah. Oh, for yes, for sure. I cannot imagine how many billions, hundreds of billions of dollars they make on anti-anxiety medication every year. Well, Mom and I sit at home and we don't watch much news together. But say
0: feeling a story anxious. pops up, <laughs> yeah, feeling anxious. But but they they lit the the American national news and it's Fox and it's CNN and it's all of them. They try to make you feel anxiety Mm -hmm. because they make more money by you being anxious.
3: 100%.
0: You watch more, you stay glued to the, the screen. Oh my God, I feel terrible. I'm going to find a
3: way well, out. Like we were just talking about with the weather apps. Alert, alert, yep. alert. If I open it right
5: now, I guarantee you there's going to be an exclamation point. Yep, there it is. There's the, the, the exclamation point. I checked
1: the weather this morning because I had a thing that was outside this morning and I was like, is it chilly? It looks like it could be a little chilly because it's been it's starting been, to get a little bit yeah, chilly in it's the been mornings. all over the place. Right? But yeah, and it was like, excessive heat warning. Blah 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 blah.
5: Heat index values up to 111.
3: And also, yeah, air quality alerts. Yeah, a lot of air quality alerts. Yeah, tons of air quality alerts. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I mean every time you you know you wake up and you see an alert, first thing on the. On your phone, that's anxiety inducing. Yep, absolutely. Yeah,
5: if you're, absolutely. What's wrong Especially now? Especially if you're
1: the type to yeah
5: to care to yeah. freak out about it. Like, it's like it's an that. excessive heat advisory, sure, but I've got air conditioning. I'll just stay indoors. Yeah, it's like I have Not this. Not that big of a deal.
1: I have one friend, Natalie. She's very into checking the weather. She's mm-hmm. always like, the weather says this. This is what the weather is going to be. And I'm always like, Go outside. don't even look at it. Look Who at cares? The sky. Don't even plan for that. It yeah. could change five times. And she always is telling me that I must have some sort of weather trauma because I don't care about the weather. <laughs> weather ever. trauma. I don't and really care I'm like, either. I'm like, you're the one that's always yeah. obsessing over it that's... and planning everything according to what this thing says that usually isn't even true. Yes.
5: Well, to be fair, she does live in a state where the straight line winds can decapitate you. So. <laughs> there is
1: that. Factor.
5: That's going to be a problem. We have the heat swings, but those those winds up there, I oh man, little much.
1: Well, yeah. Oh,
3: I mean, that's... if you were if you were a super anxious parent, and you know, yesterday or Saturday when Sage had his golf tournament, there was excessive heat warnings and all this stuff. Maybe you wouldn't even go. Yeah. We can't go. We can't go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the the air quality. I mean, I agree. Kids shouldn't be outside probably for hours upon hours when there's tons of smoke in the air from these Canadian. Now I think it's California and
5: the joining forces. Some
3: other places on fire. I don't know. And like on, on, sorry, Dan.
0: No, very quickly. There was a big argument this morning on one of the one of the national channels because one of the anchors claimed that the earthquake in uh, Southern California mm-hmm. was caused by global warming. Hmm. Earthquakes. No, it
2: wasn't. <laughs> yes,
5: I, believe the, the, I believe those plates are a little far below the surface <laughs> to be affected. Don't think by the global globe temperature warming. really touches those. Well, they
3: sure. Well, <laughs> it's, it is interesting. It's a yeah hurricane that's affecting Palm Springs, which probably hasn't had that in over a hundred years.
0: It's been about 100, yeah, I think that's right. But it does,
3: it's going to happen. It's just, this is just how the world has always been. I mean, there's always been areas that are devastated for five years in a row, and then they're left alone for 50 years. It's just, this is how things go.
5: Oh, yeah, I guarantee you every year since the basically first building was built, there has been a, you know, first something to happen to this building in oh, yeah. 50 yeah. years or 100 years because yeah. there's just so many locations. It's like, you know, you find some town of 500 people in Idaho and it's like we've had the first uh, tornado we've ever had in 50 years. It's like, well, yeah, the odds are just you got this many towns you're going to have long stretches between anything right. happening Yeah. And ever, a lot of them. Yeah,
3: if we're, very, very, if we're so worried about all of this coastal flooding and all this stuff, everybody has to move to the center of the United States, That's stay away other from thing. the oceans. It's, why
5: are you all living on the coast if you're so <laughs> sure that the coasts are going to swallow up all your land yeah, any second now? some
3: of the biggest uh, fear mongers of cl- uh, climate change live right on the yep. water. They do, yeah. so If you
5: want us to take you <laughs> seriously, you have to walk the walk. You can't just exactly. talk the talk.
3: Exactly, yeah.
0: Well, Al Gore, doesn't he live in, like, a 25,000-square-foot house? He sure one of does. his, yeah. One of them? Yeah. He's got more than Obama one.
3: Obama has a place Numerous right on the water in Martha's Vineyard. Numerous believe,
0: mansions. Yeah. He's very, very like vulnerable to
3: flooding yeah. there.
0: Yep. Yep. So doesn't
3: make any sense.
0: No, it doesn't. Well, again, they, they say this because of American anxiety. This mm-hmm. is a, I'm going to read this entire story probably 15 times a day because it's right on the money. The booming business of American anxiety. It's all about money. We've been talking about it on this show. I've been saying this for 10 years. Um, yeah, for, for 10 years on this Keep show.
1: Keep everybody afraid and you can yep. control them. Well,
0: and you get all the money.
1: You know who does Who? those what? little wellness things that you do at your yearly appointments? Mm-hmm. It's like, am I having anxiety? Am I this? Am I that? Oh, yeah, right. Pfizer. Yep. Yep. Everyone yeah, if you
5: score above a certain point, they have to talk to you about SSRIs or go into a therapist or whatever it is. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, psychiatrist, not therapist. All right, that's going to do a hell of a show
0: today. Two great guests, good schmoozing with the family, and they finally admitted in the National Press and the Wall Street Journal that there's a lot of money in American anxiety. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>